Good morning. Father's good, isn't he? In case you haven't heard, he didn't bring us this far just to bring us this far. You know, I um, we've been trying to finish up Galatians, and uh, I, I told you last week that I felt like, you know, the Lord had said to me, you have a lot more time to study and pray and prepare this stuff than, and that's the truth. Then the body has time to listen to it. And so I felt like he encouraged me to be briefer, shorter in what I share. Well, I lied. No, I, I didn't. I'm just kidding with you. And so I, I got to thinking about that and thinking about what I was asking you to do because, uh, you know, I don't know where the church started just being a participation spectator sport. I mean, I, I, you go back historically and it, at some point, you know, it seemed to be more important to have a service and a performance than it was for the body to be engaging in interaction, interacting with one another and with the Lord. And that just, you know, someone said one time, asked, a, uh, uh, it's been attributed to a lot of different guys, but the, the national championship playoff football game was about to take place. And somebody asked one of the coaches, uh, what do you think uh, college sports has done to encourage America to be more active? and more involved in sports. And he said, well, to tell you the truth, he said a football game is like 22 men in desperate need of a rest and 10,000 people in desperate need of exercise. And if we're not careful, that that's what the church becomes. It becomes a few people in desperate need of a rest because they're just being worked to death and the masses desperately in need of exercise, spiritual exercises. And so I got to thinking about what I was asking you to do and asking you to to listen with the sense of what's God saying to me in this and what can I share whenever we're through. Scripture has a lot to say about our mouth. You know, what we say says every word, every idle word we speak will be held accountable for. Think about that. Every idle word we speak we're accountable for. It says, set a guard over our mouth, set a watch over my mouth. But it also says a whole lot about listening. Time and again, Jesus said, he who has ears, let him hear. One of the verses out of Proverbs says it this way. Chapter 1, verse 5 says, <laughs> it's coming. All right, chapter 1, verse 5. A wise person will hear. How do we increase in learning? We hear. We listen. And we're in an age where we're hearing a lot or listening a lot because there's noise everywhere, but we're not hearing much. We're not really hearing it. And a, and a wise man is not wise because of what he says. He's wise of how he hears. 
And then James chapter 1, verse 9 says, You know this, my beloved brothers and sisters. Now everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. And yet how much of us, when we're listening to someone, just can't wait for them to shut up so we can talk. We're not so quick to hear. We're quick to respond. And we don't really even hear what's being said. I'm not even going to go to husband and wife world, okay? But it's just it's just a cultural thing, I think. We're, we're, we, we can't wait to show how much we don't really know. And he says a wise man is, is quick to hear. And he encourages, beloved, that everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. And so I just kind of spent some time meditating this week, and, and, and we're going to get to Galatians, but not today, okay? But I wanted to share with you just some very practical aids in how to listen, all right? How to listen. When we come in here, how do I listen? Well, here's the first thing you need to know. You need to understand that listening starts way before you get here. It starts with preparing our heart to hear, preparing our life to hear. I can't expect to yield allegiance to the flesh all week and then recognize the voice of the Spirit on Sunday. It's not that God's bad at us and he withholds his voice because I think he's speaking all the time. But I think our ears have been so attuned to all this other stuff, all of the stimulation of the flesh, that it's difficult to recognize God's voice when we get in a situation where we're asked to do that. You can't sell allegiance to the flesh all week long and then expect to recognize the voice of the Spirit. It starts before we ever get here. And sometimes I think it should, it's, it's difficult to do that. But we've never started at 10 o'clock. So we have plenty of time before we actually start to say, okay, Father, let me let all this stuff go. I've been bombarded this week. I haven't given you attention. I haven't listened to you. And so I just want to come to the place where I prepare myself to hear what you have to say. Do I view a meeting as a time to bring what I have heard from the Lord this week for others and to hear from others what God has to say to me? Or is it just something we check off our list? Coming must be purposeful. It must be deliberate if we're going to receive out of it everything God wants us to have. And part of that deliberation, per, part of that purposeness is, is coming. Why did we come? Did I come? Did I Have I been with the Lord this week? And I've got something, and I know some of our folks are going through tough times, and, and I believe this will encourage them. And I want to just share this with the body. And I may do it individually. I may do it privately. I may do it publicly. That's not important. What's important is that we've do we have something in our heart that I want to encourage the rest of the body with? And then the alternative is that, do I come with a heart prepared to receive what someone else has from the Lord that I might incorporate it into my life? 
It's an interaction that takes place there with three parties, me, you, and the Lord. And it's a conversation that goes on in that dynamic, in that world. And so my heart needs to be prepared for that time to come in. Am I coming to listen or am I coming just to chalk it up? So prepare yourself. Here's another thing. While you're here, engage the Holy Spirit while you're listening. Engage him. You do that some, you can do that by asking, what do you want to say to me today, Lord? I don't want to just hear the words of man. I want to hear the words of the Father. I want to hear the words of what you're saying to me. So what do you want to say to me today? Here I'm engaging him. I'm, he's here. Somehow we've got this idea we have to call him down or work him down or get him down. He's here. It's a more a matter of acknowledging him and recognizing him and surrendering to him. And so when I come and I'm here, I'm listening on two planes. I'm listening on this plane, but I'm also listening on this plane. And I'm looking for God to either say something for me directly, to me directly, or I'm looking for him to take something that someone else says and set it off in my heart. That ever happened to you? Somebody say something, oh man, that's, that's the Lord. So I'm looking in two different planes to see what God's saying and what's God, what God's doing. But it's purposeful. It's deliberate. It's not just haphazard. I have found that people that are deliberate in their fellowship with the Lord seem to hear the Lord a whole lot more than people that are haphazard in it. I hear people all the time, I don't ever hear the Lord. And, and I ask them, well, are you spending any time? Well, yeah, I tried that. Well, you don't try it, folks. It's life or death. You either live or die. And he says his words are life. The words that he speaks are life. And so we're listening on two planes. We're listening this way, but we're also listening this way. And I'm asking him, what do you want to say to me today? What do you want to speak to me today? What do you want to say through me today? What do you want to impart to me that might encourage the rest of the body and share him? Here's something else. Listen with expectancy for the Holy Spirit to speak. When you came this morning, were you expecting him to speak to you? Or was it, well, we'll take a shot and see. He wants to speak. The issue is, am I expecting him to speak? Am I coming with a sense of expectancy? I, I find out the person who has no expectancies will not be disappointed. He never expects nothing. But we come with a sense of expectancy in the Lord. Lord, what do you want to do today? What do you want to say to me? What do you want to speak to my heart? What do you want to speak to me that I might say to encourage one another? Here's another one. Listen for life and not for judgment. Listen for life and not for judgment. Don't listen weighing everything. Do I believe that or not? I don't know if I believe that. I don't believe that's not the way I see things. You know, preacher used to be Sunday dinner. No, I didn't say invite him to dinner. I mean, he was dinner. People would come on Sunday morning, they'd hear the sermon, and they'd spend all of their lunch discussing critically, usually, I don't think he's, he didn't say that, right? That's not the way to do that. I don't believe that's the way it really is. That's listening for judgment. 
It's not listening for life. Listen, if you and I agreed on everything, one of us would not be necessary. Probably you. But anyway, we, we have a tendency to listen through our bias. Well, I've already believed this about that, and I'm really not open to seeing it any differently. Our country is severely divided because that's the attitude. We have our own bias, and every other perspective is wrong. I don't want to hear anything that's different. I don't want to talk to anybody that's different. I don't want to see anything different. This is what I believe. Don't listen with a bias. Come before the Lord and say, Father, I want you to show me today anything that I'm not believing that's true. I want you to expand on what I already believe. I want you to shed light on what I already believe. Listen, discernment is not judgment. Be discerning, but you don't judge. It's not the same thing. Judgment draws that conclusion. Discernment says, Lord, I'm looking for you in this. What do you want to show me in this? What do you want to speak to me? Listen for life, not for judgment. Come with a heart to obey instead of a heart to analyze. Okay? Don't come with a heart that's going to balance. Well, I don't know about that. Then this. Come with a heart that says, Father, I want to obey whatever you show me, whatever you say, whatever you speak to me today. Here's something else. This is practical. Make a tangible note at the time of what stands out. Make a tangible note of what God quickens to your heart now. When it happens, listen, the enemy's job is to steal the word out of your heart. Look at the, the, the parable of the sower. Remember, they sowed the seed and different things happened. The very first one is they sowed by the wayside and the enemy stole it. The enemy's job is to rip out of your life what God speaks to you. The promises he gives to you, his job is to make you doubt those, make you question those, and the older you get, make you forget them. Okay? Write them down. Listen, that happens to many of us every week. We hear something that may encourage us, may quicken us, and before we hit the door, I don't remember what that was. I, I don't know. Now, we've got podcasts and all that, but if you had time to listen to that, you'd have anyway. And so write it down. Make a note of it. Put it somewhere where you can remember it. Make a note where you can listen to it, where you can hold on to it. Here's another one. Allow the Holy Spirit to prepare my heart during worship. Allow the Holy Spirit to prepare my heart during worship. And that's not just in songs. Sometimes the Holy Spirit wants us to just soak in his presence. And that's silence. That's quiet. Take away the fear of silence, Lord. Sometimes in our worship, we want the Holy Spirit to just engulf us. Is it okay if God does something in your life and doesn't explain it to you before or after? He just does it. Be still. Cease striving and know that I am God. 
During worship, allow the Holy Spirit to just minister to your heart. Sometimes, I have to be honest with you, sometimes, and it doesn't matter, even the songs that we have written, sometimes songs can be a distraction for me. I just have to kind of shut down. The Lord's here. That's what it's about is engaging with him. It's not about singing a song. I mean, that's good if it ushers me into his presence. But just because I've sang a song doesn't mean I've been ushered into the presence of God. My heart must be willing and obedient to what God prompts in my heart. Use that time to allow God to saturate our hearts with his love and within presence. If we engage him, if we engage him with our hearts, we will be able to align with his heart and be able to hear what he has to say, what he has to speak. Now, this last one, maybe it's more personal than anything, but it, 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 if it's personal to me, it's personal to somebody else. Be careful with technology. Okay? I mean, I know some of us live, eat, breathe, sleep, and drink this thing at some level. And our, our whole life is on it. And it's our Bible. Okay, that's good. But just be careful. Because it's real easy when I'm on this reading the Bible and a text come. Oh, let's answer that text here right here. Or oh, I've got my Bible pulled up here and that's kind of boring. I'm Check that words with friends out that I got over there. Yeah, wordscapes, you know. It's just easy to get distracted. And so I, I, this is the Bible. It is a book. It's less easy to get distracted when this is all you got in front of you. I'm just saying, I mean, I know I'm old. I know I'm not, you know, I know I'm not the new generation. And, and my world, if I could find a flip phone that had bigger letters, I'd buy it. I mean, these things just don't. I, I, I backed over these with my tractor. I've thrown them out the window of my truck. I've done, but I'm still stuck with them. Okay. So they may be a necessary evil. But when it comes to spending time with the Lord, it's very easy for this to be a distraction. Now, it, my setup is really weird. My hearing aids are connected to my phone. So I can have my ringer turned off, my volume turned down, and my ears start ringing. And I, I, can you ever, do you hear that when it does that? I, I mean, I don't know. It sounds like the whole world. And then it really is crazy when I get in my truck because my truck wants to sync with it. My hearing aids wants to sync with it. And it just goes back and forth. And if you call like Steve and I, he calls me or I go, wait a minute, let me hang on a minute and we'll find out where we're talking at. It, it's a good thing, but it can sure be a distraction. Turn it off at the very least. Okay, when you come in and don't don't bring a distraction in when you're trying to focus on something else. Okay, do these do this make any sense? Does it help any? Jot it down. Put it down. Listen, this right here, I have I, I used to carry one of these right after I got saved. I mean, I, I couldn't hold a lucid thought. My mind was so messed up. And so I started carrying a legal pad. 
And I carried it with me everywhere I went. And I had all my to-do lists, all my lives. Well, my mind healed up a little bit. And I didn't have to do that. I could remember I needed to go to the store. Okay? Now I can't remember why I went in the kitchen. And and it's a little hard to carry this, you know, into the kitchen, in the house. But I've got hundreds of these laying around that are absolutely full. Pam keeps a stack of them in my office in there. And that's just what I use. I don't, I, don't, I put my to-do list, I've got chores, and I've got places to eat, the important things on my phone. And there's a bunch of them, but jot it down. Put it down somewhere where you can recall it and go back and just meditate on it and say, Lord, boy, you quickened this to my heart today. Is there anything else you want to say about that? Because, listen, I promise you, none of us have heard all there is to hear on any one given scripture. We can still learn about John 3.16 if we'll listen. What do you want to show me about John? Because the love of the world gives on. Oh, I know John's free. Well, but God is love. Oh, no, God. no, but there's more that the Lord wants to reveal to us about those. If we don't think knowledge is the end game, relationship with him is the end game. And so there's always things that he can reveal to me and always things that he can show to me. Even when I think I've gotten everything out of it that I need to get, I've got, it's been so sweet since the Lord began to show me some of this out of Galatians that I'm going to start sharing with you next week. It's just been such a sweet time because I'm dealing with one particular part of it and it, it's so neat to wake up in the morning and first thing, Lord, what else you want to show me about that? And almost every time he shows me something new about that. I lay down at night to go to sleep. Okay, Lord, what do you want to show me about this stuff? And he shows me something. And I think if I don't quit, you know, they're going to think I'm long again. And so, but there's more to know of what the father has to offer us. And he says, the words that I speak unto you are what? Life. That's life. Knowledge puffs up. Life is what it's about and receiving life from him. So take those, and I hope you uh, will jot them down, and uh, ask the Father how that's relevant to you and your situations. Okay, any questions about listening, about what I shared today? Uh, any of it stand out more than, than other parts of it? What did you hear specifically today? Anyone? What I liked was times to listen when when during the day can you listen could you because you mentioned some that i really don't think about because it's so automatic to do certain things mm-hmm. in the order that you have had for no telling how long and some of those can be changed yeah. and you don't really think about that where can you insert invite the father and the holy spirit into your situation mm-hmm. During, during the day. I, that, I like that. That's what I enjoyed. Yeah. That's good. You know, one of the hardest places, and maybe that's why I don't go there very much, one of the hardest places for me to listen is in line in Walmart. I know. Usually by the time I get to check out, I'm so fed up with Walmart, I just won't get out of there. 
And for me to stop, and I've done this sometime, I mean, when I, when I catch myself, okay, Father, what do you want to say to me? Anybody around here you want me to pray for? What do you want to speak to me? What are you saying to me? Just calm my heart and be still about it. Joanne? Um, there's a book that I've read that is really helpful with this. It's called um, <clears throat> Getting Your Life Back by John Eldridge. He wrote, um, huh? yeah, Wild at Heart. And it's about um, just getting free from the distractions in your life, particular, particularly your phone, your calendar, um, that kind of thing. And I've read it like three times. It's a super good book, and I think that's all. Getting Your getting your Life Back by John Eldridge. There's another book that's it's mostly a pamphlet. It's written a long time ago. It's called The Tyranny of the Urgent, and it talks about how things we label as urgent really aren't urgent, and they keep us from the important stuff. Because we think we got to go do that right now. And, and, and I do that because I'll forget, but you know, write it down. I write down what I need to do. So start your list. Anyone else? Yeah. Uh, uh what you shared is just giving to me a, a, a constant reminder to me of, Hey, when I started out this walk, you know, the Bible tells me I am a new creature in Christ. And just a constant reminder, you know, this is not my life anymore. I have a new life in Christ. And really to build up on that relationship, because the more my relationship with God grows, the more I can be more sensitive to what he wants to do around me uh, with people I see. Uh, and I, I, I'm constantly reminded I have to get back to that, you know. Uh, it's strange. I used to hear a siren go off, you know, and I automatically just start praying. I don't know who it's for, Lord, but let those people get there safely. Uh, Lord, uh, let them be able to do the things they need to do to, to save a life or preserve a life. You know, and walking in that state of, a, of an awareness. Mm -hmm. I'm not walking in this thing with my senses, but I'm walking in the spirit. And if I'm walking in the spirit, I'll be more in tune with what God wants to do. Mm -hmm. So what you shared is just, you know, a constant reminder of that. Good. That's good. Uh, being alone and living alone, uh, uh, there isn't much opportunity to talk to people. So I really don't know what's, you know, you can't grow without relationship. Right. And uh, when I'm having the opportunity to be with people or in Walmart or I have to say, Lord, you know, if I'm going to get all bent out of shape, what, what do you want to do in me? Hmm. What do you want to do in me? And often in conversations after I get out of hibernation and I'm, I'm just excited to talk to people. You know, so there really is a challenge to draw back and listen, that's you good. know, and, and hear what's being said. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Anyone else? Eddie? Oh. Uh, this past week, I got the opportunity to get away twice wow. and have 
hours of quiet time with no distractions. And I don't say that to brag. I know I've got a lot of people in my life that helped to make that happen because I've got three kids and a nursing baby. Um, but if I can do it, I think anybody can do it. Um, cause it was not easy. Yeah. Um, it was not easy to get away. It wasn't easy to be away from my people for them to be away from me, but having that time away from my phone, away from distractions and just being alone with the Lord with no agenda going into it, just time with him. There's really, there's, there's nothing of, of value that, and there's nothing that I want more than that time just alone and away. It is so refreshing. I've just come back just really refreshed. So I just wanted to encourage you guys. Folks, listen, the world, the enemy will use the world to rip your spiritual life apart. It's the little foxes, this, and this, and this, and this, just nipping away at it. And it, it, it we, we have to become deliberate in our time with him. I'm going to deliberately do this. Yeah, uh, I hope I get to what I wanted to share, but first it's a confession. Uh, I'm one of those people who would fight, who would wrestle with the Lord, you know. I would drown his voice over mine. So I'm sitting here, and the Lord has given me something, but the praise and worship was beautiful today. And thank you, Elise. I, was, I love when you sing that song. <laughs> but so I, I was, uh, it, the Lord was all over me, but, and then... Micah stands up and hands on each section, and the peace just was just so beautifully overflowing. So he goes and sits down, and I knew that that was the Lord saying, okay, you get up. I didn't. And, oh, my God, the Lord, the voice in the back of my head, son, I never called myself son. <laughs> goes, son, what are you afraid of? Oh, wow. oh, my God, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> I have no clue. So really, I tell myself, I don't know. That means there's nothing to be afraid of. So what I really wanted to share is the Lord knocks on our door every day. He knocks on my door every day. I know he knocks on all of our doors. We just open the door and let him in. And uh, I know a lot of times I go, uh, uh, I don't know if I want you in today. <laughs> no. Now, once you open the door, he's always in. That's right. But, and we need not fight him. That's we right. need not fight him. That I tell that to myself. It's good to come here and confess it because it makes you accountable to what you say mm-hmm. out loud more than what, what you just say to yourself out there. That's good. And uh, uh, yes, and I love that statement. I'm not advertising the chosen, but come and see. Try <laughs> to come and see what I am all about. So I feel like I'm preaching today. That's good, Eddie. I love that, buddy. Love you. That's good. All right, anyone else? Would you hand that back here to Paul for me? Uh, the main word that stuck out to me was the word hearing, hear, hear. And just in my heart was that God created you for his good pleasure. God created you for a purpose and a reason. And that reason is it's for his good pleasure because he delights in you. And one of the ways 
he takes pleasure in you is you knowing him. He loves it when you get to know him. And one of the most powerful ways in getting to know him is hearing him, sitting at his feet, being still and hearing what he has to say. It is his good pleasure that he creates you because he loves you, enjoys you, and wants you to know him. That's good. That's good. All right, here you go. Hi, I'm new. My name is Jay. <laughs> Grateful to be here. So I have a question just to confirm what I had heard, what sounded like a common thread. Okay. So you were saying we might be a certain way here and then a different way during the week. Yeah. And one of the ways that we can operate differently while we're here is by asking a question before we get here. What is it that I need to hear today? That's and it sounded like the common thread of what I heard you saying in terms of also listening with discernment rather than judgment is coming with an attitude of a question. This person's disagreeing with me. I wonder what it is. I don't understand about mm -hmm. what they're saying. So am I right that it sounds like there might be this common attitude where we can arrive at a certain attitude of having a questioning mind, a discerning mind, rather than a conclusive bias? You summed it up. <laughs> you nailed it, man. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. But that. And doing that is deliberate. We're not naturally inclined to do that, especially when you say church. We're naturally inclined to just go and watch. But to deliberately say, I'm a partner here today in what God wants to do. What's my part? What does that look like? Very good. Thank you. Anyone else? All right. Uh, oh, there you go. Um, okay, so you said something about, like, uh, you can learn something new in the Bible if you just, like, really, like, pay attention to the Lord and His voice and stuff. Like, what if you want to learn something new in the Bible, but, like, you don't know what to look for, if that makes okay. sense? that's good. That's good. Um, One of the things we've lost about God is the sense of wonder. And that means I'm not going to know everything. It means I'm not going to know everything I want to know. But it means that he has things for me to know that he wants me to know. So I might just take a verse that I'm maybe Psalms 23, you know, something I'm familiar with. And just start with that verse and just sit before the Lord. And I might do something like this. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And listen. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And listen. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And listen. So I'm, I'm not going with the attitude. I know what this says. I'm going with the attitude to see it differently. See, I emphasized each one of those words and each one of them puts a different emphasis on it. And so I'm just asking the Lord, Lord, what is, what does that mean? What does that look like to me? 
How's that relevant to my life? And I just listen. And I can do that with any verse. I can do that with any scripture. I can do it with anything that somebody's even spoken to me. But it's going with that heart of what do you want to show me today instead of this is what I've got to figure out today. Does that make any sense? Yes. Does it make, see the difference there? Yes. One lets him be God. The other makes him my servant and I try to be God. And so I just say, Lord, I'm here for you. I'm just here to enjoy you. If you speak great, if you don't great, I'm going to enjoy you and who you are. Okay. That's good. Great question. All right. Anyone else? Becca. It's not a comment really about what you shared, but I wanted to ask for prayer this morning. And I've been sitting here all Sunday thinking it's not that serious. You don't need to go to the body with this, but then why not? You know, um, so I'm asking you to pray for me. Um, I've been dealing with some health, health issues like the last six months. And I went to the doctor recently and got a bunch of blood work done. And I mean, yes, I would love prayer for that. But specifically, I, while I was getting blood work done, um, the needle hit a vein in my arm. I mean, not a vein, a nerve in my arm. And I've been having severe nerve pain in my wrist and my arm since then. And I just wanted to ask you all to pray for me this morning that the pain, it would not be permanent nerve damage and that the pain would go away. Um, it's hard to take care of two little kids with your dominant arm hurting. Okay. So, okay. All right. The last thing we're going to do today is pray for you. So I'm going to ask, are there any more questions or comments? Yeah. If there's not, go ahead. Yeah. Mine was, uh, come with expectancy. When you said that it just, It had come with expectancy. Guys, he loves us so much, so much more than we realize. And he wants to reveal who he is. He really, really does. And he wants to reveal it. I can't even explain it. But where we are, right where we are, because he's God. He knows how to do that. <laughs> he knows how to do that. But yeah, I'll confess, I sometimes I I don't want to ask for something of him because of I think you said it the the fear of him not coming through. And it was real, that's, that's big, Becca, because I want to see him touch you. Now, if I see him or not, it doesn't, doesn't matter. I know he's God and he's, he's who he says he is, uh, whether I see it with my physical eyes or not, but to come with expectancy was, was big. Okay. All right. As way of Karis. I just want to piggyback what she said and explain the difference between expectation and expectancy. Expectation says, 
I'm going to come and see God and he's going to do this and it's going to look like this. Expectancy says I get to see God, period. That's right. He's going to come, period. There's no description. There's no box that he has to fill. It's just I get to see him, mm-hmm. period. No parameters on it. I just also wanted to add, when you hear him, agree with him. Yeah. Agree with him. And then obey him. Yeah. And Mary said, Mary said to the servants, do whatever he tells you to do. And they turned water into wine. Do whatever he tells you to do. Trust him. Trust him. He'll, he'll blow your doors off. That's good. All right. By way of dismissal. Let's pray for Rebecca. Anybody else have anything else we need to bring up before we leave?